Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Strugglehood Podcast. I am your host, Jess, and this episode is coming a little bit later than intended. The guest that I'm going to bring on today, we had to reschedule our call from last week, um, which is why the episode is coming out a little bit late, but here we are. I am bringing on Patricia Lohan. She is somebody who teaches the practice of feng shui to women who turn their homes and lives into magnetic powerhouses for more joy, ease, flow, and abundance. She offers courses and coaching and has been seen in Forbes, New York Times, and US Today, and even more. And I'm excited to bring her on today to see what she has to offer and how she can help any of my listeners in their parenthood journey. And without any more waiting, let's dive into it. Buckle up and let's run. everybody i just did my introduction i have patricia on so let's dive into it patricia say hi to our listeners hi uh, hello everybody i love how we're just like straight in let's straight go in. get to the point well i know that you know we all have busy schedules like i said last week we tried to make this call happen and it ended up working out okay so here we are today thank you for coming on how are you doing today I'm doing amazing thank you so much for asking of course of course um so i First off, I want to ask, how do you pronounce, is it feng shui? It's, that's perfectly pronounced. I don't care okay. how you pronounce it, to be honest. I just want you to like implementing it. Got so it. feng shui, okay. feng shui, feng shui. It is, to me, I'm more about like implementation as opposed to yeah. pronunciation. Perfect. I did a little um, Google this morning. I was like, I just want to make sure that I'm like saying it correctly, because obviously it's not something that I'm familiar with, which is why mm-hmm. I'm so excited to have you on. Um, and I think that Jeanette was the one who initially emailed me like, I think it was like back in August and I did not see it. So when I saw this in my inbox, because I was going through like, you know, start mm-hmm. of the year, going through my emails and whatever, I saw this and I was like, I am so intrigued. So thank you for coming on. Glad I figured out how to pronounce it and that it, it works out okay. Um, but do you want to kind of explain who you are, what you do, and we can kind of go from there. So my name is Patricia. I'm from the West coast of Ireland. I'm currently sitting in Dublin and I am a feng shui consultant. I've been working with people for a lot of years now and I love helping people bring more harmony, more flow, more balance, more joy into their homes. And a couple, maybe it was about, about a year ago, I was in Bali. I used to, used to live in Bali. Mm-hmm. And I was in Bali and I was like going, oh, we have so many people in our community that are moms and they come in and they're sharing their wins about their yeah. kids. And I was like, I need to tell more people about this. I need to tell more moms and more parents mm-hmm. about this. Um, mm-hmm. And that was kind of one of those things. I was like, OK, I'm going to do it. And how we ended up like reaching out because I was like, do you know what? Like when people come, they it's like the first thing that people think about is feng shui is oftentimes like furniture or yeah. placement or more harmony and flow, but they don't yes. actually kind of correlate a direct link between your kids sleeping better, getting on better, getting better grades, getting into the colleges that they want to. Like, mm-hmm. like I literally had a message. We have a weekly post in our group for our co- community to share their wins. Mm-hmm. And one of our clients recently had like a, probably she's in our program now a year. Um, but when she first joined, her daughter had a lot of illness, a lot of difficulties. And um, the, last week she posted saying, my daughter who wasn't going to school before Christmas has now gone in and is so empowered and standing wow. up to the bullies and wow. has a complete change of mindset and energy and is really enthusiastic about going to school. I was like, mm-hmm. Oh my God, this is amazing. That's a huge you know, win. Yeah. It's a huge win, you know? And this is so I really want to like bring to people and bring your awareness to your home, like is having an impact on what's unfolding around you with your kids, your own interaction them with your partner. And you know, with the idea that, you know, it all starts at home. So let's yeah. get that sorted. So that's yeah. my, my passion. I love that. So when you went to Bali, was it for feng shui or how like what was the purpose of the trip how did you kind of get into this practice so I was into feng shui when I was about 18 so my family moved house 22 times 
So I've had wow. a lot of experience in many different homes. Yeah. And um, that particular house we moved into was a very tricky home. There was a lot of things going wrong. So my parents' business was going very well. So it was a lot of money. It was great. Mm-hmm. Good for money house, but mm-hmm. a terrible for people. So our health, there was lots of legal suits, a lot of drama. And at that time, I just had this kind of, I don't know, we talked about divine timing, but like yeah. some kind of nudge, like feng shui. Like I came across books about it and I became kind of obsessed so yeah. that's like a teenager Patricia whose actual soul knew what she was meant to do. Took I me a while that. to took me a while to catch up with that one. Absolutely. Um, but in my 20s, um, I um I changed my my career and ended up on a holistic path. So I was teaching yoga and sound healing, and I worked a lot with kids and um, helping them to like actually change their energy. Um, so I worked with a lot of kids on the spectrum and um, wow. I, I, I loved that work with children. Um, but what I started doing kind of simultaneously was just my, my passion for feng shui was I've moved into a new apartment. I want to do it up. And I wanted to call in love. So I did all the feng shui stuff for love and met my husband. And then he was also into feng shui. So he feng shui the house, his house, mm-hmm. our house now um, mm-hmm. for love. So there was a lot of synergistic things. So kind of in alignment, it all happened that basically I had this practice and I was interested. I said to my husband, I said, he was my boy. He was my partner at the time. I said, I want to do feng shui for our house. I want to learn how to do this like really properly, like really get into it and he was like me too I've always wanted to do it so we just headed off like actually our first trip away together was training feng shui (laughs) wow if that is not like are we gonna work out boot camp I don't know what is that is intense (laughs) I like it no plan like I if you had said to me um 10 years ago Patricia you're going to be teaching but I'd be like no like I'm doing my set I'm working with kids I'm doing the set I'm happy yeah um but in how things unfold and I think that's one of the things that happens when you start working with the energy of your home is that you come into alignment like you come into like flow which is what it's about like feng shui is about flow and ease and and alignment that you get into onto your path essentially um so the Bali thing ended up kind of by accident like we were um talking about our honeymoon we both wanted to go to India and I had like my in-person practice and I was like you know what I really want to go back to India Ken was like I want to go back to India so we went to India and we planned to go for like a month or two and then all of a sudden we're like like a month or two isn't enough like we need more time so then well then we're like okay well let's just go (laughs) so we rented I love that yeah. And we went and we were in Bali or we were in India and we were having a, a strange time. It was good, but it was just like, this isn't quite what we're envisioning. I had no, I just started a little online business, just a little bit of sound, a little bit of sound stuff and mm-hmm. um, holistic things. Ken had no work. And I, um, Ken was looking at me going, you said you're going to try this online thing. And I was like, yeah, yeah. Um, and we kept meeting this French guy who said Bali every day. He talked about Bali like every single day. And we just looked at each other like, let's just go to Bali. So we went to Bali, found a house. It had a swimming pool. So people in the US probably are not as impressed about like a swimming pool. But in Ireland, a swimming pool is just like, oh my God. It is a luxury. It is an immense luxury. And we were like, it has pool. It was very nice. And I was like, I love it. Ken said, I love it. And the guy just said minimum six months. And we're just like, oh, okay. Like we were going for a month. And we're like, oh, okay, let's just do it. Um, and that's where I started a group talking about feng shui and people were like, tell us more. Um, and it just spiraled. And the thing is, the results that we saw, like I called in love when I feng shui this house, we had a six figure windfall, like mm-hmm. crazy, like amazing things. So it was a lot of flow. Um, and that's what started happening for our clients. And I started wow. doing like a little mini course and it's just evolved. So it, it feng shui just kind of hooked me in. It was like, come on, you have to do this and here I am and and the ripple effect for me has been I started off talking to women around you know because for me I'd had financial wins and Mm -hmm. and love wins Mm -hmm. I don't have children but when people in our community joined I was talking to money and love and then I'm like hang on a minute like everybody else is getting the wins like the partners and the children and Mm -hmm. so this is a bit it's because it's a nice holistic thing you're doing it for everyone when you start doing something for your house yeah. Well, and it, it it's really important to, you know, when you start riding a wave, it's, I feel like it's important to see where it goes. I mean, there have been several 
things in my life where if I had never just taken the chance and, you know, Mm -hmm. it felt right. So I'm going to keep going with it. I wouldn't be where I am today. And, um, you know, I started an interest in photography. My primary job is actually being a wedding photographer currently. Um, and I'm actually going through like a really big crisis on like, I'm about to turn 30. My career goals are changing heavily. And I actually, before I had a call, I speak to a therapist on a every other week basis. And before I got my call with her at 10 o'clock, right before jumping on with you, um, I was like, I think I'm onto something new and I'm really excited about it. I haven't been this passionate in a while. And so like, it's also like in an alignment with other things that are going on in my life. And mm-hmm. so it's, it's very interesting to me. So when you talk about feng shui, what is, what is the definition of that? What is the core values of feng shui? Kind of talk about that so people can kind of yeah, understand what sure. it is. So feng shui is like when you translate the actual characters into English, it means good health and good harvest. So it's creating an environment that is healthy and for everyone in the house to be healthy and good harvest. So this is a 5,000 year old practice um, and good harvest back then was like they reaped their abundance from the food they grew. Like it was farming, you know, that yeah. was kind of the, 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 so it's about abundance, healthy, happy, wealthy home. That's the kind of underlying principles. And it comes from the the philosophy of da- the Tao. So like if you're familiar with Lao Tzu and the Tao, this is an ancient text and he talks about going with the flow of life. Mm-hmm. And typically houses way back then, like they would have been built for like spent a lot of time, you know, we're going to build something. So let's look at the land. Let's look at where the sun is. Let's look at where the sea is. Let's see the water. How does it going to impact? How will we be able to like flourish in this home? And then geomancers, like these amazing sages and geomancers spent a lot of time looking at the stars and analyzing like how to optimize a house. Yeah. So essentially fast forward now, what we do is we kind of have that information has been disseminated to us and we want to bring houses into home into this balance and harmony because unfortunately you know a plot of land is built 50 houses are put on it and none of these houses that's not like is this in alignment with the stars and is this yeah. is going to be the happiest healthiest home for the people in it not necessarily yeah. but we can bring it into balance i think this is one of the things and the philosophy of um the dao um is all about moving with the flow of life so um, if there, yeah, so so if a house has like too much of one energy, like it can be t- too much yang or too much yin, or it can have lots of different imbalances. And for me, the easiest way to describe it is it's acupuncture for your home. So when it was brought from the east to the west, people were like, oh, where do I put my couch? What about the location of my front door? This thing is like, this is, you know, um, what other things I've heard? Like, oh, you put this frog here. And yeah. for me, I'm like, I don't care. I don't have a money frog. I don't care if you have a money frog. If you have an attachment and you love money frogs, like br- go for it. Um, yeah. But it's not necessarily going to heal your fun- fix your feng shui. And the same with like feng shui bracelets, like things like that. I'm like, no, 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 no. Like This is actually a practice that has um really a lot of depth in it and it's 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 working with the energetics of the house just like acupuncture is working with the energetics of your body like Mm -hmm. it's not it's not how how what clothes you're wearing just like what interior design you have that's going to dictate whether you're healthy or not right right how you hang, how you hang that painting is it going to dictate if you're going to you know see some sort of opportunity to suddenly open up to you in the middle of the night you know what i mean now the Uh, painting itself could not how you hang it but some of the art I have a big thing with artwork it with feng shui and I do like I just had a conversation like in a in in our community with one of my clients because she was saying that like she's today is actually the day we're recording this is St. Bridget's Day in Ireland and she um Breed is the patron saint of um Ireland but she's also like the goddess of power of the fire element and one of our clients had posted a big picture a painting of her and she's going to put her in the fame and reputation area and it's like really strong powerful woman and I was like amazing and there's a lot of fire it's beautiful and I was like that's amazing and then the conversation went to like well how like I have lots of these in my lots of little symbols and single women and and I'm a big fan of of um like telling people to minimize the amount of single women images or singular images in your home mm-hmm. because like if you're in a relationship you don't want to feel like on your own or right. your partner to be gone away a lot and that's what I've seen so this woman was saying oh I have a lot of these and I'm like 
I, even if it's part of your work, minimizing them because you want yeah. to, your home, like make your home, your vision board for your future, not a shrine to your past and not like, um, it can, they can lean into things. For example, like, um, children and artwork for like a, just a one example. We had a client, I had a client, I walked into her house into her living room there's this beautiful portrait of her family like it's stunning photo you're a photographer you yeah. will get this 100 <laughs> yeah. percent as a photographer because it's stunning portrait but guess what happened just before the portrait was taken the son and husband had had a huge fight like yeah. a huge Typical. fight yeah and i was like why would you have that painting like the reason she was hiring me was because there was so much bickering in the house and a lot of dis dis like dis disharmony between dysfunction between them and I was like this is actually amplifying it because you're having like an anchor of that energy in your house like you really look at that picture and remember right before that picture is taken yeah all that up the whole it's just a constant reminder so like and you know the per I'm all I love family we my, I have a lovely portrait of myself I was gonna and my say, dad I like your little my, gallery wall behind you I have my gallery wall but there's like my dad and me and my and uh, my husband um you know so I have some pictures but that's a that was a great happy day we just got engaged like I was like it's a good picture you know yeah um it, when it when when I see it it brings up a new charge a positive charge of energy and yeah. having like being really intentional about what you're putting on your walls and what you're keeping around your space is so important like is it feng shui it is feng shui but it's not necessarily the cure but it will definitely be helpful for you to look at your walls and be like what does this represent does yeah. it represent where we're going what we want to create like you know art and photography all has a lot of energy yeah. And it's so interesting because it's like, I am very much, I like to decorate my house a certain way. There are certain colors that bring me happiness. And if there is one little thing that doesn't color aesthetically go with it, I get very anxious about it. And I don't know if that has anything to do with feng shui, but like, I try to be very intentional with the pieces in my house and mm. I definitely could probably do more digging into like, if it's serving its purpose. I don't know if like, mm -hmm. is there like a minimal mindset you have to have when having feng shui in your home? Oh, great question. So minimalism isn't feng shui, okay? okay. Um, they're completely two different paths, but okay. intentionality is the word that you used. And I think that is way more important than minimalism. I am not a minimalist, but I, you can see I have a gallery wall and I have like yeah. hundreds of crystals behind me. Um, yeah. But um, my house is still not cluttered. And I think this is the thing. And I think also there's a dissemination between clutter. So feng shui is about chi. It's about flow. It's about movement. If there's disharmony in the house, if there's um, stuckness, if there's feeling stuckness, it's not about the, what I would say for minimal, like minimalism is like having an empty house. It's not about yeah. having an empty house. But what it is about being is conscious of the areas of your home that have a lot of stuff in them that's not being used. Okay. So it's those cupboards that are not being touched. Like guaranteed, if you go and you clear that space out and you just kind of get rid of stuff that's not being used or it's just kind of piled up, like it's that scary cupboard that you're like, I don't want to go there or that the room drawer. or the junk drawer that you're like, ugh. Like yeah. you will inevitably get a peak of energy. Like after you've cleared it, you're just going to feel better. Like I did my office yesterday and my office, when you walked in, it didn't really feel that bad, but I was like, I just know. And we're moving into the Chinese new year on, on Sunday, like this weekend. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to be changing everything around anyways, just with the energy changes. So, but I was like, okay, I'm need to do it. And I just feel so different coming in. So it's not like there was loads of stagnant stuff, but it just, it was like, one little bin I filled but at the same time it's there and I just think that especially for parents I just need to tag the clutter thing because clutter is not your dishes on the counter yeah. it is not the playroom covered in toys all over the place like that's not that's it's not the laundry cupboard or the linen room that has like lots of laundry to be done like that's all moving like you know that the laundry is going to get done the kids, if they're playing with the toys, it's moving. So it's fine. Like it's like yeah. the dishes yeah. are going to get put in the dishwasher. Like that right. all happens and that's all flowing. That's but part it's of those, everyday living. Yeah. That's everyday living. That's life. Sure. It's those other cupboards. It's those other places like under the bed, the attic, the garage. Like if you're not using that stuff, 
let it go. Yeah. And it's, it's, I think that is very important, especially for the parents who are going to tune into this episode, because I know there are many times where I hold myself to an impossible standard when it comes to how my house looks. And I prefer to have it looking a certain way because it makes me feel better. Like Mm -hmm. specifically the floors. I don't know if it's trauma that I can call it revolving the floors, but like I grew up in a home where the floors were very dirty all the time. And I don't know if that's like a subconscious thing from then, or if it's just like a preference that I have, because I know that it makes me happy, but as soon as my floors are clean, I'm in an instantly better mood. It is wild. My husband, my husband and I get into tiffs about it because he's like, the floors are fine. Like it's okay to have a little dirt on them. I was like, I know, but it literally changes my life the second that I clean them. And so like I just need to do it so I can sleep. It is absolutely insane. Would you say that me cleaning my floors is feng shui? I think that it's your own personal feng shui. Like your environment is okay. going to affect you differently. So like yeah. I love when our house is like spick and span and spotless, but I am not OCD about it. Like not at all, like at all, because I grew up in a house that was OCD. Like everything had to be perfect and ev- the floors were spotless all the time. My floors are not spotless all the time. I'm like the opposite. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not, but I'm okay with it. And when they are, I'm happy, but it's not necessarily that feng shui, good or bad. Feng. It's like, it's, it's key. The idea of your home is like seeing it as an extension of yourself. And as you take care of your home, it's going to take care of you. Um, and it's reciprocal, you know, and that idea of like keeping the, the place clean is, is great. And that's going to be helpful. And it's definitely going to change because it's a change of energy. You know, every time you clean the floors, you're changing, you're sweeping away all the old dirt, you're making space for new things. So every time you make a change around the space, it's going to feel it. And, you know, you were saying about like, you love having your house in a certain way and you keep yourself to this high standard. And I genuinely believe that like Pinterest and Instagram has a lot to answer for. Like it is for me from a feng shui perspective, seeing these perfect houses that is, that's not feng shui and that's not what it's about. And that's not, we should be striving for, you know, that house I just talked about years ago that we moved into, that was really tricky. I am not kidding. That house like was the one where my fat, my friends would come in and go, you live here. Like it was out of a magazine. It was, everything was the best. It was perfect. It was, it was just like, like you couldn't touch yeah. anything <laughs> but, right, like no fingerprints was, no nothing yeah don't was, touch anything. yeah but the the flip side of that there was so much money like there was a lot of money but on the other side everyone was fighting there was lots of legal there was so much drama there was sickness it was a horrible house to live in now does that mean that an aesthetically beautiful house is a horrible house to live in no it depends on the feng shui <laughs> So like, it does depend on the feng shui. It depends on what the energy of the house is when it was built and all of that. Um, But no, like striving for that sense of perfection is not where I would be aiming people for. I'm like, think from like outside your house as you're driving up, like, how do I feel getting home? Like coming in, do my spirit, you know, do do my spirit. Like when I'm walking in the front, does it feel welcoming? You know, is there like a welcome mat? Is it clean? Is it, does the doorbell work? Like are things functioning? And like when you open the front door, like what's the first thing you see? Is it like 500 pairs of shoes and 50 coats? Because if that is what you're first, you're first being welcomed into, that's going to put your cortisol levels up. You're going to be in overwhelm and stress. And that's where you have to go. Okay, I need to sort this. This needs to be sorted in some shape or form um, and organized in a way that's going to for you to walk in and be like, how do I want to feel when I walk in? And what what can I bring to this space to, to make me feel like that? I love, I am like, I'm loving this right now because, you know, the idea behind my podcast is, is called the Strugglehood podcast because the struggle mm-hmm. is real. Everybody is always struggling with something, but finding ways to be relatable and to help aid in whatever it is that you're struggling with. And one thing for me is like when my house is in disarray and it's like the clutter starts building up and, you know, I'm stepping on toys that don't, that have been sitting there for, you know, several hours, not being touched and so it's not put away. I, I know for me, like when they're, and maybe this is feng shui and this will be very, very well implemented in my life. But like you, like you said, like coming home, when you're walking up to your door, how does it look when there are stuff on my deck that I don't want there and it's driving me nuts, I immediately notice a shift in me and it makes me like anxious and annoyed. And then it, you know, I start snapping at people like, why isn't this done yet? And whatever. And so it definitely is a ripple effect, you know, in your home is that's where you spend your most time. I mean, we we just bought our first house in November. I want to invest in my home and I want to make it as homey and comfortable and inviting as possible because it's, if I'm going to spend this much money on a house, I'm going to be making it 
yeah. all the way, you know, the way that I want it. And, you know, for other parents who tune in and I've talked to, you know, a bunch of other parents who I've met along the way, just inviting onto the podcast and, you know, just within my friend group and personal life, like you said, attributing to Instagram and Pinterest, there's so much unrealistic expectations out there. Mm. And when you're constantly seeing the prim and proper in a house that doesn't, you know, it looks like it's not lived in because there isn't, you know, a, yeah. a regular colorful toy bin. It's all, you know, aesthetically pleasing. It's only about aesthetics. You know, that's just not how I'm wanting to live my life. And I feel like society's pressure specifically with social media and parenting is just not attainable. And so this conversation makes me excited for hopefully at least one person to gain something out of this because it is important to find things that make you feel better in the place that you are all the time. And yeah. a reflection, like you said, the reflection of how you're feeling about yourself. How many times do you see, you know, parents who are mentally struggling or not able, they're not in a good place and their home is a wreck because they just can't, mm-hmm. they're not taking care of themselves. So everything else is, you know, falling apart too. And so this is all very exciting information. I like this yeah. a lot. I'm glad. And, you know, I feel like, for me, like the idea of, you know, the uh, for me, the stru- strugglehood and the struggle, that part, like for me, I was like, I'm not sure about the name of the podcast, <laughs> personally, because yeah. I, so I'm just always as honest as I can possibly be, because yeah. I also, like, I have an example um, of a client, because I was thinking about this the other day, today, I was like, this is so interesting, like, why would you name your podcast this? And I know this is a bit off tangent, but it is kind of feng shui, because where our attention goes, energy flows. And it's like, that's what, and you know, that's a little bit like you say, I saw the stuff on the counter and the and the thing and it drives me mad and then I triple with this so it's like our attention has flowed there it's created this thing so how can your attention go to that and be like calm you know how can you be like okay that's okay that's gonna get done like it's yeah. relax you know yeah. this is all gonna it always gets done so just relax and um, so we had um uh, people that I knew who had a media company and their media company was called cautious train um media and I was like okay well you know they had something about trains was part of their thing that they had I don't know what there was some story behind trains and connected to them. Um, and I was like, I'm not sure, like, why? I don't know if I'd hire someone with an incautious train, like, and um, so they had to think about it and they came back and they're like, okay, we've decided to rebrand. And I was like, what are you rebranding us? And they're like, right track media. And I was like, yes, like hundred yeah. percent. And I have had other friends who would like, had, I had a friend who had a, another media business, but it was um, called micro media marketing. And, um, when he moved business, he moved to Orb Digital and like wow. it is his business has exploded. Wow. So like it's an interesting, interesting one in terms yeah. of like for me, feng shui is in all different ways. It's about the wording that we spend a lot of time with our clients, like in my community, getting them to like change your perspective, like on words, on your environment. You know, some people will come into our world and they'll be having a very difficult time. And I'll be like, you know what? There's a lot of people like for people like listening here, moms or parents, you know, you have kids. You've probably you may have had a a journey to have those children. You have kids. There's a lot of people. I know a lot of people who can't have kids and they've had, you know, and and you're rich. That's rich to have that this experience. You have a home. If you're listening to this, you have a home like you have a new home. Like so there is a whole switch into the energy of appreciation. Okay, this part of my life is not okay. This this needs to be worked. And that's what I love about feng shui is because like it's not about perfection. It's about flow. And there's always going to be parts that are going to come up and go that needs some work, you know? So if your finances aren't doing great, okay, well, I can look and see, is it the feng shui? And when I love that, because when I help my clients, I know, well, it's not your house anyways. Like that's number one. Now we know, okay, what are you, are they organized? Are they sorted? Are you like, what's your mindset around money? Like, how do you feel about it? You know, what past stories? We had both shared our experiences about floors, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, we all have different stories that have come. So um, really yeah. around that perception is really important and I, I whatever you do your your podcast name but for people thinking and listening to this um is just to really be mindful of like appreciating um and especially with that with that whole idea of like going for this perfect house like you know I say to people like your carpets that are old they're not bad feng shui they're perfect. You have a carpet. Like it's not exactly what you want, but it's a carpet. And when you come from that place of appreciation, 
like your house has is energy your energy and it's emitting a frequency and when you start to really just start to appreciate it and then think oh if I was to upgrade my carpet what would it be you know I've had people say I can't feng shui because my bathroom is really old and I'm like or my house I know my feng shui is bad because my bathroom is bad old and I'm like no it's to do with it like you know it's it's deeper than that and you know if you if that's what your attention is on every time you go to your bathroom like give it's about like you know giving out to your house I hate you I hate your bathroom so like it's the same as doing the same to your children you wouldn't do it to your kids (laughs) what's so funny is the house that we've just moved out of before we bought Mm -hmm. our first home yeah I hated that bathroom with a burning passion (laughs) I was so grateful for it in the beginning and then slowly 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 and it's probably because I've seen you know people be able to do gorgeous renovations and diy and whatever and you know specifically it was the sink in that bathroom that i hated (laughs) and there was a toilet in the corner it was like kitty cornered in the corner of the bathroom the whole setup was not great it drove me nuts and so by the end of year three i was like i gotta get out of this bathroom i can't be in here i don't want to do my makeup in here but i it was my mindset i was willing to put that negative energy into it and i you know, I recognize that, but it's just funny that you brought up the bathroom. It's just like, I had a hideous bathroom and I hated it so much. I'm actually going to be upgrading ours. I just got Ken to buy tile paint because he picked these tiles. And then like before I moved in, like there was actually nothing in this house when I moved in with Ken. There was like concrete floors, all like borrowed, big bar- like borrowed furniture. And one day he got a phone call. Like when I met him and he got a phone call, he's like, oh, and he's like, oh, right. Okay. Okay. And I could see his face kind of going a bit weird. And I was like, are you all right? And he's like, the people that let me all the furniture want it all back. So like the bed, oh. the couch, the t- like, then all there was was like a table and chairs and like yeah. a really old lazy boy that was all oh, torn. Man. So yeah. I made him get rid of it and he was like, still is angry about it. But I said to, but we we started then like changing the house and changing the energy of things and bringing new things, you know, and um, I don't know what I brought there. Oh yes, but the only thing that he had was tile the bathroom and they're like <laughs> the worst tiles. Um, and I literally was up there the other day and I'm like, I am going to find a way. Um, yeah. Cause I do want to do an overall renovation, but it's just not, I, it's, we don't have time for it at the moment. So I was like, okay, yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to paint the tiles. So temporary um, fix temporary just you know it just needs a little bit of a pimp up and yeah and, and I think this is also something for I say to my clients I'm like there's simple little things that you can do around your house to like pimp it up or to change it and yeah. change a, a painting facelift. change a picture a facelift facelift yeah that is that that that's funny because I am definitely the type of person where I'm like constantly wanting to make tweaks to things mm-hmm. and it's funny because when I talk to my therapist and you know even when I'm just you know having conversations with my husband it's like why you know it's not broken. So why fix it? And it's like, well, it could be better. And that's how I've been carried as far as I have in my life is I'm always looking to, okay, what's next? How can I improve? How can I improve? And that's what I'm hearing is like feng shui is just constant improvement. Would you agree? Yeah. And it's a journey with it, you know, because there'll be things that will be outdated and will change. Um, and yeah, it is a journey with it and a journey with the relationship with your home as it evolves you know one of the things I say to people um in my community is I'm like you know just do a meditation connect with your home like say thank you for it like when you walk in say thanks I'm so grateful for this home you know and um if if bad things have happened you know just just try and clean like you could do like a space clearing or you can you can literally just write a whole letter and just like burn all the old stuff to kind of create a new vision for what it is that you want with your home um and I think that there's just there's a huge opportunity with that with just like creating a new vision I love that um I know you kind of touched a little bit or I maybe saw this word somewhere while looking through your website manifesting what does manifesting mean for feng shui because I personally so I am not spiritual in the sense that I like I practice religion and for me, manifesting is the same as somebody praying. Um, mm. I'm not praying to a God, but I'm manifesting things that I want for my life. And I actually had what I believe was a very powerful manifesting experience when I was in labor to have my third child. Mm-hmm. Um, they, I had been laboring for two days. They were like, your water's not broken. We're going to send you home. We're going to stop the induction. You're going to have to go home. And I was like, I am not on board with that. Um, and they're like, well, if your water doesn't break within 30 minutes, we're going to be sending you home. And I was like, distraught. I was like, I couldn't stop crying. I was hysterical. I started packing up my bag. And then I had a moment where I looked at my husband and said, I'm not leaving. And he's like, what do you mean? I was like, I'm not leaving. We're going to make this happen. And so before that 30 minute window was up, I was like, I'm going to do it. And I started doing things and my water broke and I didn't have to go home. And ever since then, 
She was also born at 1234, which is a number that had been watching or like carrying with me the entire pregnancy that I had with her. I've never seen the number 1234 as many times as I had leading up to her birth, her birth. Um, and she was born at 1234. And so it's like ever since that birth experience with her and my pregnancy with her, I very much have felt that manifesting like I'm onto something with it. And so do you, can you explain like the, the workings of feng shui and manifesting if it's a thing? Yeah, for sure. So I absolutely love this. And um, I believe that manifesting and feng shui like go hand in hand and almost like feng shui is like the missing piece of the puzzle because some people will want to manifest like money or they'll want to manifest um, a partner. Say for a single woman wants to call in love. Um, there's some houses that are actually bad for love, like that are just like really bad for love. So no matter what you do, like no matter setting up the, and you're like, I've done all the manifesting things. And then I'm like, okay, well then they come into my world and I'm like, but you haven't balanced your home. And actually there's little things that we can add into your house to literally turn it on to meet someone. Like I have a client who basically was like, I'm not ready for love yet. And I was like, okay, no problem. She did everything else and got great with her career. She was a single mom, great with her career. Her daughter was doing well. And then she's like, I'm ready now. And I was like, okay, this is what you do. And like the next day she set up her, an online profile and met a guy. Like then the next day, it was just so quick because she's like, I'm, I'm now ready. So with, from a love perspective, there's, and there's layers of this because if your house is bad for money, like no amount of work or manifest or praying, like it will help. And I do believe in, in the idea of energy and vibration. So like when we start, like if we're in a good place, and we're going to be resonating more positive things happening into our lives. So you can be come, you can be a good manifester living in a house that's not great feng shui. But when you start changing and shifting the energy of your house, like that's when the real magic starts to happen. Like that's when we the likes of like Tina sends me a message and she's like at a four page of a list of things that have happened. Like her husband got a promotion and a new company car. Her kids have stopped fighting. She, they, the people who moved out of her rental have changed the, changed all the blinds and they've left wow. them. And she's like, oh, great. They repainted it. Her, some, you know, she got new dream clients, you know? So it's like, that's when, when you're good at it and you're like getting a good place and then you start working with your environment. It's just like a, a, a boost. Like it'll really help because you've got these intentions, like whatever it is. And you can plant that seed like out on a concrete floor on the concrete road yeah. and it can it will try and do its best to grow. But if you put it in a fertile environment that's like completely balanced and you're like, hey, I'm going to put you there and nourish you like it's just going to like unfold. Yeah. Wow. So I am very curious as to what because I know that on your website it says um, that you promote wealth using the power of feng shui. Mm -hmm. Wealth, obviously, I think the first thing people think of is money, right? Yeah. What can wealth mean in feng shui and how could you encourage parents to utilize it? So for me, what I have, like, there's been a massive shift for me in terms of just seeing my clients and um, shifting from kind of this, like more money, which actually ironically starts to come when they start to really shift into like deep appreciation and into a really like space of like appreciation for what they have already. And then they're like, wow, I just got four new clients. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Hey, bingo. Because you move from a place of having this. So your attention is on what you have and what you appreciate. So what you appreciate appreciates. Um, so that's a really big part of it. Um, and then from a wealth perspective in homes, um, there's different aspects. So in feng shui, first of all, the overall house type. So the, when a house is born, I don't know if you've ever had like heard of um, like there's astrology and then there's having your entire astrology chart done, like your natal chart yes. read. And yep. when your natal chart is read and you look at the chart and it's like, well, you're completely unique from that person, even if we're born at the same time, there's going to be different things happening in you. you. So your natal, that's like what we do for feng shui. We, we create a natal chart and that natal chart could have, a per, you know, so for example, I'm a Leo son, surprise, surprise. Um, Leo son, bright, outgoing, whatever, um, has a generic type. You know, there's, a, there's some overarching things. It's not my whole personality, like, but there is a very, you know, so the same with houses. There is overall part personality types. So there's money, good for money ones, bad for money ones, and um, good for people and bad for people ones. So that will be having like an, that's going to have an overarching impact on the people in the house who are living there, whether it's good or bad for money. The same, and then, then there's a next level 
when the house, like your home, just like um, back to that feng shui is acupuncture for your home. Every part of your home represents a different part of your um, of your life. So there's like a health area, a career area, a, a family area, um, a fame area, a business area, the a travel area, a um, community area. Um, I'm trying to remember them all. Yeah. <laughs> a spirituality area. Yeah. Um, so you have all of these. They all. So it's just like your body. You have your lungs. They do that job. Your heart does this job. You know, all of they've all that every area has a job that basically reflects back into your life. And, and also the organs and also the people in the house. So there's different layers. So from a pr- prosperity perspective or a wealth perspective, that, that wealth area could be full of clutter. I don't know. I don't know if it's your in your house, it could be full of clutter. It could be actually really bad energy. Like it'd be just built, built with a really toxic kind of vibration that then in, impacts money, impacts making money, um, holding on to money um, or just like kind of makes it trickier to be able for a, a flow of it. Um, and then every year the energies change as well. So that can also kind of change the financial thing. So there's a lot of depth in terms of like a feng shui practice when it comes to finance and prosperity. And um, from a, you know, just surface level as we're on a podcast and you're like, what can I do with my yeah. finances? Yeah. There's a few things I would say to people like, First of all, like move around your home and just check anything that's like not working or broken. You know, that is going to be depleting your energy. And um, it's similar to what you said about like the thing on the on the on the, the deck that drives crazy. Like the things that are deplete that are broken or not working, that is going to be impacting your energy, but also the energy of the house broken. So um, that's one thing. The second thing is looking at like leaks or drips like that it water element is very associated with with um fi- with finances and the flow of finances so if there's a if there's like drips that's like just see it $50 down the drain $50 $50 yeah. every drip yeah. I could yeah. and like we had an interesting you know I'm just in terms of like bringing back this like real life examples when we don't live here we live in Greece in our summers and this house is on Airbnb and we're in Greece and I'm looking at the calendar, the Airbnb calendar. I'm like, that's weird. That's weird that this hasn't booked up. Like we, it's a five star. It's a feng shui house. It's a five star. Yeah. It's loads of great reviews. And, yeah. and it's a great, it's a great house to live, to come and visit, to come on holidays for a harmonious holiday. And, yeah. um, but the, the, I was like, that's so curious. I said, what's going on? So I was like, people were checked in. And there was like another few days, like few days that were open. I'm like, that is very strange. Anyways, our house manager sent us a message the day the people checked out. And um, the, the sink tap had been under the thing had been dripping. And oh, wow. I was like, hey, presto, like, of course, there's like a direct link. I was like, OK, those days didn't get booked because literally there's just no it's just the, the money has been I was like, ah, oh. so of course we got it fixed pretty quickly but most people are like it's just a drip and I'm like not just a drip <laughs> when you think about you know? the overarching picture and the relatability to things it's like okay yeah. that that means something that and I definitely am the type of person where I try to correlate okay this isn't happening because I feel like it's related to this and like I had touched on the fact that I feel like I'm going through like a career crisis right mm, now where yeah. I am suddenly wanting to shift gears back into something that I used to do and I have never felt more excited to do this. And I love being a wedding photographer, but it definitely, since the pandemic has changed and the industry is just different and the expectations are different and it's not what I am enjoying anymore. And so I'm being intentional about, okay, what's the next step? And there's already been so many things that I'm like, this is the clear path to it. And again, you don't have to necessarily fix something that's not broken. Like being a wedding photographer has worked for me for 10 years, but I'm looking at the long-term what is it going to look like to be a photographer in, you know, 10 more years? And, you know, I'm ready for the next step. And I feel like ever since I've accepted that and I've been willing to take the change, um, which change can be scary. I'm somebody who embraces change. I love change. I don't care about it. Like it, an opportunity for me is one that I'm always going to take. Um, and you know, it's just, it's crazy what happens when you like, it's, it's the mindset, but also like, okay, like, oh, this is happening because I, I feel like I accept it and I'm willing and I'm open to it. And it's, I like the correlation to things. I I, I like yeah. strive and I look, I look for things. I'm very purposeful and like looking to see if there's a correlation between, okay, why am I not getting any bookings? You know, this month it's gone, it's been six weeks since I've gotten inquiry. You know, and so I'm looking, is there something wrong with my website? And 
sometimes what happens with me is like I'll start thinking about something and then mm-hmm. it's like, oh, look what just happened. It's specifically yeah. the finances. I'm like, I'm kind of worried. I'm not getting any bookings. And then suddenly it's like I get a slew of them. And so I like the intentionality behind feng shui. Mm. I, I like what I'm learning with this. For and sure. what I absolutely love is what you've pointed out. And this is something that my community will always say is that they're like, oh, like the kids. This is a funny one, especially our kids. So we have this client, Orla. She's in our community oh, maybe like eight years now. Anyways, oh, wow. she's a single mom. She's two grown, two boys. They were like teenagers when she first joined. And now they're like, and they're big, like rugby boys. And anyways, they're not boys anymore. Like they're men. <laughs> they're big anyway, burly men. They were big burly men, but they started out as boys. And yeah. um, a couple of years ago, she we talk about mirrors. In obviously mirrors, like and what they're reflecting. So she had this sign, and I'm not a fan of them. And she would have known this, but anyways, it said, um, uh, "What was the sign? Uh, never mind the dogs. It's the kids." to the sign anyways she moved the she moved something and what happened was that that sign got like mirrored and duplicated and literally all of a sudden she was going what the hell because one she one of the things that had unfolded when she'd done the feng shui was that like the boys got on so much better she Mm -hmm. got her career took off but um she the boys were getting on so much better and then she was like there's something off like there's something off so she literally starts to walk around her house and she's like there's something what is here that has happened and she Mm -hmm. found the mirror and she posted it because she was like oh my god can you believe this like of course the dogs are fine but I've literally doubled this And and I was like put that sign in the bin get rid of it None of well, those yeah, signs. It's like you read that and it could have that negative connotation to it. And exactly. If you're it, and then she duplicated the it and it twice the negative. And like, that's what I say with that, with our clients, they're like, there's something a little bit, oh, I'm just going to walk around and look at my family. Or I'm going to check what's there. Is there a bit of clutter gathering in this area? Then because it's, it, it creates, it can, then you have this sense of like, I don't know, uh, relief and knowledge that like you can go and sort something out and figure something out and I was feeling that was it I was kind of do I've been doing some live trainings at the moment and the other day I was like I was like I'm teaching everyone about like clearing their space and I was like I need to sort my office and I could feel like a bit of a sluggishness the day before my first video I was like that's not like me what was going on and I went I need to the office and I went on yesterday and I was just like full power like yeah no problem everything was clear I could feel a change Wow. And I this is my that. career area where I sit. So it's important to have a space that is going to work your benefit. Like right now, my, my desk area specifically is cluttered, but it's a functional clutter. And so it doesn't bother me. But if this was the setup, like in my bedroom, that would not work for me. I would not be mm-hmm. vibing with that whatsoever. Um, so I know you're, you kind of just touched on, you know, somebody who had the two boys two yeah. now men, um, what would you say to parents specifically struggling in the home? Where can they start with feng shui outside of, you know, just looking around? Um, what are some things or what you would recommend for parents when they, if they're interested in practicing feng shui? Um, so I would say like the first thing is I actually have because we haven't much time now but I have a video that I did about bedrooms for children um, that I can give you it's patricialohan.com forward slash moms m-o-m-s um, and that is like a 20 minute video where I talk all about specifically about children's bedrooms and it's there's also a meditation for a peaceful and harmonious home um, because there's uh, that if, if I was going to do anything and if you're a pet for children for parents I would start in your own bedroom first because you want to train that and say like you want to be you are the leader you're the teacher <laughs> um, and setting up a bedroom for rest romance and relaxation that's the priority is like that's you and your partner's space that's really important so that would be my first point of call is actually your own bedroom the second then will be your children's bedrooms. And there's like a whole training on that. So you can go get that and um, really be mindful of creating this like harmonious space. I find that children's home bedrooms can be quite um, overwhelming because it's like their life. It's like their own little house in a room, yeah. you know, yeah. with everything they have. So it's about being really, really intentional about the setup of it, even what you're storing. Can you create another, can you have another like extra place that's like the most of the toys are in a playroom? If you have the space, 
And there's a lot about just like the flexibility of like what space you do have and how to work what you have. So that would be my second point. So your own bedroom is really important. You know, you have to prioritize yourself and your relationship. And that comes first, then the children. Um, So from that perspective, making sure that your bedroom is clear of clutter, nothing under the bed, a nice photo of the two of you, you know, a beautiful image. Maybe it was like from your wedding, as long as it was a great day and you felt amazing and everything went, you know, like that's really important. Or just get the funnest selfie of the two of you. You know, it doesn't matter about the aesthetic. It's more about like what the feeling is in the space. And then from there, you've got your kid's room, which I've kind of covered in that training. And then I would say like your living room, um, get a family photo of all of you together. That's like a really happy photo that you're all gathered together on a good day, because that's the kind of energy you want to have in your home together. You know, so um, I'm I'm really quite focused on, you know, it, from feng shui, I did talk about every area has a different, represents a different area of your life, but that gets a bit complex when I'm trying to do a call like this. Whereas I do also like people to focus in on like, what's the function of the room that's being used and using that and then bringing in symbolism that will it, like basically reflect that. For sure. No, that makes sense. Um, I know we, I know you have to get going because I think you said you have another call after this. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything that you can advise if you um you know if a parent is starting with you know the basic feng shui elements and going from room to room and you know doing your stuff first then your kids do you ever find that there are kids that are still resistant and don't change even when you're practicing the feng shui no they can't not change like your environment is everything so we have seen like dramatic changes in children um and the thing is it's also the parents that change like they change their perception, they change their outlook, they start like even just the exercise as uh, exercise of appreciation <laughs> changes everything. And if you can move into that, and um, we do see just that ripple effect for everybody in the house. And, you know, I also believe that like the parents and specifically the moms, what I've noticed are like the thermometer for the home. So it's your responsibility to, first of all, create an environment that is harmonious, but also it's your responsibility to maintain an internal space of peace and calm and be the thermometer of the home and because that is what's going to resonate through to everybody and we've seen that with our clients like the minute that they it's like it's a minute it's like a um, a domino the minute they shift into like I'm taking control of this environment and I'm also looking after my own internal it changes everything yeah Wow. This has been very enlightening. I know I don't want to keep you too, too long and I have a bazillion, bazillion questions, but, um, thank you so much for coming on. First of all, I, again, appreciate the reschedule, um, mishap that we had to have. Um, is there anything last minute that you would want to say to our listeners? No, I just want to say thank you so much for tuning in and just know that you have such an amazing resource in your home that can support you and your partner and your children to really flourish and, um, yeah, just don't ignore it. And if you do want more, check out the moms, patricialohan.com forward slash moms, that resource. It's great. Um, and I also have like a mini course that can help you and just uh, getting clearer on this pro- in this process. Um, but yeah, I'm just super grateful for you listening. And I hope that this these insights really help you. Thank you so much. Do you have any socials that people can follow you on? So you can follow me at Powerhouse Feng Shui. Um, I have a personal profile as well, Patricia Lowen. I don't really post much on it, um, mm-hmm. but I have my business one is Powerhouse Feng Shui. Um, and that's where there's like loads of different tips and reels and stories and all stuff posted. Yeah, Powerhouse Feng Shui. Perfect. Awesome. Well, I will let you go. I'm going to hang up and then I'll give my actual goodbye. But thank you so much for coming on and I will see everybody next week. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.